0: business owners who are judging you on the number of your followers and your following, your engagement is just straight dumb. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Before we jump into the podcast, here's a message I want you to hear. If you're a virtual marketing assistant, it's not just enough to understand the technology. It's not enough to be in the minutiae of your client's business. The expectation now is that you can write supporting copy for your client's thought leadership. Every business right now is marketing around ideas, concept, and dreams, and you have to be able to help your clients articulate this in order to make any kind of money and deliver value as a marketing assistant. You have to understand basic copywriting to be successful. Do you need to learn how to write a novel? No. Do you need to set your services up as a copywriter? No. Do you need to be able to write a complete long-form sales page? No. But you need to know how to sell yourself as a writing assistant, be able to write blog posts, show notes, social media captions, client emails, pull quotes, email sequences. You need to be somebody who can support a business owner's dream with skilled copy. And that's why I convinced my friend, copywriter Michelle Hunter to reopen her virtual writer course. There's only 20 spots. If you want in, join the waitlist at emilyreaganpr.com slash virtual writer. That link is in the show notes. Now let's move on to our episode. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan. I made this podcast to help out the freelancers, the digital marketing assistants, and virtual assistants who, like me, are working on your own, don't always have someone to turn to, want to advance your skills, want to learn the lingo. You know, there's so much out there to keep learning. And it's hard. It's hard to put it together. There are so many courses out there for the business owner who's building the business, but not as much for the service provider, especially in this space, this VA space or this implementer space when we're not exactly like niche down into copywriting or you know video marketing or whatever that is. So this podcast is here to help you get up to speed and sometimes get the little pep talk that you need to keep going. I think one of the hardest things about this is, yeah, we're freelancing, but we're also self-employed business owners, and it's up to us to pick ourselves up, dust off our knees, and keep trucking. And we hit a lot of roadblocks as business owners. We all know that. Not only are we trying to build our own businesses, we're trying to do the client work at the same time. So it's really hard. And a lot of times we neglect our own businesses. I did it for years. Six years of me working for Jennifer Allwood never had a website, never had a business card, never had any social media, and didn't need to. But the fact of the matter is you need to look out for yourself first. Even with any employer, like they're going to do what's best for them in the long term. And that doesn't always mean what's best for you. So you have to look out for yourself. Your clients are going to make decisions based on their business and not always be loyal, not always be giving you raises without you having to ask and increase your fees. They're going to put themselves first, right? Okay. So this episode, I wanted to talk to you about something that happened with one of our group members who kindly shared basically a rejection letter with me. And I'm so grateful that she did this. And Somebody decided not to move forward with her with this interview process. And it's kind of cool because inside the work group, I share job leads. I've worked really hard to build my network. The whole reason I started this business is I wanted to pass the work on to my smart, overeducated, underemployed military spouse friends, especially those stay-at-home moms who hadn't worked in a while, didn't want to go back to a nine-to-five or 60-hour work week, and wanted to work from home and utilize their brains and have time freedom at the same time. So I started passing on the jobs and lo and behold and now I have this whole business where we share jobs from hireaunicorn.com. Our jobs range from business owners who have teams who don't, with small teams versus solopreneurs. We've had some large seven-figure teams come through the door too and six-figure teams. We have very niche-down roles that they're hiring. We also have very broad marketing assistant coordinator positions. We have clients looking for the retainer, the ongoing teammate. We have project work as well. It's such a mix. It's such a hodgepodge. And that's the beautiful thing about being a freelancer. You can have your retainer clients and add in a project or two and decide if you want to keep working with that client. You really have your pick of the litter once you have these skills. And so we've collected over 1,700 jobs for this tiny little community that has never been more than 100 people until somewhat recently. We did our last push and we also let our Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School students join the work group as part of their fee. That way they can continue to learn and have a safe place, safe incubator to launch their business and take on their first clients and know that they have support. So anyway, the work group has a couple purposes. So we have such a breadth of experience with people who are very niche, very experienced. We have newer people. Everyone's wicked smart, and we're helping each other. And these jobs come in from all kinds of business owners. We have the course creators. We have the other service providers. We have membership site owners. We have influencers and bloggers, coaches. We also get brick and mortar business owners and in-person service providers and We've gotten authors, and then we've also had our own members come back into the group and hire each other for their team. So it's pretty cool. Amy just hired two junior copywriters. She was talking about that a couple episodes ago. Allison came back. She was on the podcast earlier and hired, I think the number was up to seven of our unicorns. So it's kind of cool to see this happening. But my whole point is we just get random jobs. It makes it hard for me as a marketer to market it because it is a little bit all over the place, right? we have something for the new person. We have someone for the VIP day. And that's why in the last podcast, we just talked about putting your name in the hat anyway. It's hard for these business owners to find their dream hire. You are sitting pretty if you have the skills, you get on the call, you meet with the business owner and decide if it's a good fit, if it's mutual, and then you continue to work together in whatever fashion works for you. As the independent contractor, you get to make those shots and you get to come into that kind of agreement. So it really upset me when we got a business owner responding with this rejection letter and I just wanted to break it down as like pep talk number two to follow on last week's episode and I just don't want to see you spiraling if something like this happens. We are going to get these jobs for the completely, I'm going to call them ridiculous, unrealistic business owner. And in this case, this person was trying to find their dream teammate and they were so focused on their own business and so focused on perfectionism, they're going to have a hard time hiring, or if they do, it's probably going to be hard to keep that person. And you have to kind of get into these situations on the discovery calls and weed this out. And guess what? This comes with experience. So if you can get rejected early by somebody like this, you've dodged a bullet. And that's what I told this work group member. And so what happened in this email is this person basically went over her own marketing assets and was super critical. And I'm going to break this down because some of it actually does matter and some of it doesn't matter. And you can see why she dodged a bullet here. Dodged a red flag client. That's probably what I should say. Now, whenever you're applying for corporate jobs, like you want to make sure your social media is locked down. You're not posting your party pics from Cancun spring break, you know, 2009. Like you're going to put your best foot forward. And that's what your business is. Website and your social media can do. And so you do have to put effort in that. I know I've talked about how you don't have to have these things, and it's true. I'm living proof. Natasha, who is on the podcast, episode number 100, I think, also living proof that you don't have to have these assets. And sometimes business owners do get locked on the fact that, hey, you don't have a website. Now, this is what I coach. If you're a Squarespace designer, You need a website. If you're a copywriter, you need a website because you need to be able to showcase your own work and your website is your best portfolio. Michelle Hunter has also said that here on the podcast. Now, if you're a social media manager, it's probably better that you put your effort into your own social right? You need to actually demonstrate that you know social. Even if you're not posting every day, have it optimized, have it looking good, have the minimum content pillars over there on your social, whatever that is. If you're a TikTok manager, you better be owning TikTok. That doesn't mean you have to have 100,000 followers. It just means you need to show that you're adept and you can optimize the platform. So this person rejected a workgroup member because her business was not more successful on social media. And this is a huge faux pas, a huge logical fallacy, because business owners should not want to hire that VA, I said air quotes, who has a large social media following, because that VA is building a business larger than their client, and they're just gonna walk away from the client, Seen it time and time again. They're just collecting a paycheck, they're on their way out with this type of client work, they're like the quintessential copywriter who doesn't do copywriting anymore, That business owner is not going to keep that social media manager on their team for long. I've seen it, lived it. It's to your advantage, but you still need to put effort in to have a social media. But business owners who are judging you on the number of your followers and your following, your engagement is just straight dumb. They're an idiot. Hey, I'm interrupting my own show to ask, have you taken my quiz? If you're wondering how to combine your services and skills in a unique unicorn-esque way, then take my quiz to open your eyes to the possibilities. You can see where you fit in to this whole online business world this quiz is based on the DISC personality. It will be unique to you. I'll take what you're good at, what you already know, plus your personality traits, and give you suggestions on how to adapt to the online space and combine your uniqueness in a way that makes you totally hireable and an in-demand unicorn. Go to emilyreaganpr.com quiz or check it out in the show notes. Back to the show. I would be more concerned with the VA who has the perfect business set up that is not going to stay there long term. You're not trying to grow your business on social. If that's their business model, they can't expect you to have a larger following than them. Unless they're hiring you for your connections, in that case, you're probably more of a development director or sponsorship manager, and you should be charging premium rates if you're being asked to like dip into your own audience. Like that's like a whole different relationship. You're not their DMA or VA. So you do have to optimize your content. You need to make sure your links go to the right place because people are gonna be judging you. You need to make sure your profile pictures professional, that your logos look good, but it doesn't have to be set up for a large following. Like let that go. And if someone's gonna judge you for that, let that prospect go. So what's funny is this business owner replied back that the workgroup member had written the best, had the best outreach email, because what we do is we post a job and then our work group members, we have up to 10 say, I'm going to apply, and then they reach out to the email. So it's a very warm lead. You send out an outreach email, which we teach you how to do that and best practices for doing that. So you stand out and you try to book the call and see if you're the right fit. Or sometimes you're just getting more information about the job. You want to make sure the rate range is, works for you and your business and your services. And you kind of just start that process, that sales process, that booking process. So this person was complimenting, but failed to judge this freelancer based on the quality of the content they put out in the moment. It's a good lesson for us to go back and make sure things are updated. Make sure you are clearly calling out your services, who you serve, making sure your headlines are right, that your logos look good. But clients who care more about your logo or if you have an email address that's not your domain... They're just being unrealistic. They're being kind of hypocritical because in one sentence, they want you to work for them. In the next sentence, they want you to be your own business owner. So someone who is hypocritical like that can already tell they're very self-centered on their own business and can't take a minute to put themselves in the shoes of the freelancer, the marketing freelancer. And that to me is the biggest red flag. If you're not taking a minute to see like, maybe I don't want a large social media following. Maybe that's not my goal and my strategy. Maybe I don't need a robust website. And this person was also judging because this work group member was not blogging. And if blogging is one of your main services, of course, but you do not have to jump on this content hamster wheel, you're already doing that for your clients. It would be exhausting to have to turn around and play that level of a game for yourself. Could you do a couple key cornerstone blogs? Absolutely. That was the tip I shared in that Income and Impact Summit. Have a couple core blogs on there, but don't feel like the pressure to do it. And so it just shows me this person isn't willing to see business from the angle of the contractor. And maybe they have a more corporate background, but nobody wants that. We're freelancers because we are trying to get away from that stuffy confinement. And we want to work with a client who's going to be fun to work with. We're freelancers because we want to have fun. We don't want the stuffy rules, boundaries, office hours that confine us and restrict us. I want a client who understands that my mom life is going to come first. If I just had a dental surgery that I'm going to be off for two weeks, like I need a client who's lenient, compassionate, and understanding. It's so easy to be knocked down when you run across these a-hole clients who just don't get it. And not everybody's looking for that corporate, super professional, in a bad way, you know what I'm saying, life. And I get it. If you're like, if you're putting in for government contracts or corporate contracts, and you're trying to be a consultant, like that's a whole new ballgame. You better have your LinkedIn profile done. You better have professional headshots. You better have a stellar website that communicates that you're trying to get government contracts. That's a whole different ballgame. There is a deeper lesson here, and that goes back to presenting yourself in a way that puts you in the right spot for the job. Not posting those party pics. Making sure that your assets are related. Because I've seen the reverse happen where the freelancers all over the place trying to put out their own lead magnets, build their own list. It's premature. It just looks like they're not going to last as a loyal teammate. It looks like they don't know what they're doing. Their stuff is all over the place, content all over the place. And you don't want to be that way either. So if you run into a business owner who is judging you for marketing assets, but it's the, the wrong kind of judgment, just run. There's so many other work opportunities. Go back and listen to the last podcast and you'll be affirmed of that. So I don't even know what to title this podcast. I see it as a permission slip to let some of that go and know that it's not your fault, that you don't have to be perfect, and that you're allowed to see red flags and pick up on them and say no. But if it's services you want to offer, use your business as a way to showcase that you can do it. If you are offering blogging services, have a couple of blogs that are optimized. If you're offering copywriting, have a website that looks nice, is written well, and actually converts. If you do graphic design and logo, well, your logo should be pretty pristine, right? If you're offering graphic design for social media, let's see it then. Post that stuff on social. If you're offering video editing, you can showcase your work there. You're not going to post something that's badly edited. Come on, we're not idiots over here it's so easy to get knocked down and feel less than. It's so easy to look at other freelancers and feel like you're behind or you're not good enough. The fact of the matter is you have skills that are marketable. People need your talent, your soft skills and your hard skills, and they want somebody like you on their team. If they fail to see your true talent because they're focused on things that are completely coachable and fixable, if they fail to see that as a Service provider, you're not really doing that for your own business because you're busy doing it for clients. They're going to turn into the nightmare client. And the nightmare client will ruin you if you let it. I've seen this happen to new freelancers who get one bad client, they question everything and they want to quit. It's up to you to move past that, to realize this is not a me thing, learn a lesson from it. What could you do better? How could you avoid that? Whatever it is, and walk away. So, my friends, you ran into this person who rejected you for all these wrong reasons, let him go. The number one quality that corporations, companies, and even clients are hiring for is the ability to evolve, ambiguity, the ability to change. And really what that means is be coachable and like learning and step up to challenges. If you're not adaptable, if you can't figure things out on the fly with clients and with your own business, you're not going to make it. This is in a rigid world over here in the online space. So this rigid business owner is going to have a real tough time. All right. Rant over. Thanks for joining me. Let me know if you appreciate this. If you've run into a similar situation, send me a DM on Instagram while you're here. Hit subscribe so you don't miss next week's pep talk slash rant. And I would love to know what topics you want to hear about. We're about to start a whole new content series can't wait for that one, but in the meantime, don't let anyone dull your shine. Keep your sparkle. <laughs> Does that sound dorky? Keep your sparkle, unicorns. Plenty of fish in the sea. I'll see you next week. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant. You only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you wanna niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Gonna look out for them, right? They're gonna feed hold on, I gotta shut this curtain.